It's the funniest show in town. Jewman Group at the Tuscany Suites and Casino. A comedy thousands of years in the making. Wednesday to Saturday, 5.30 p.m. in the Copa Room at the Tuscany. From the Catskills to the Borscht Belt to the shimmering lights of Las Vegas. It's Jewman Group at the Tuscany. For tickets and information, log on to JewmanGroup.com. That's JewmanGroup.com. You're going to laugh your tuchus off. Replacing your air conditioning and heating system is a big decision. That's why Johnny on the Spot Air Conditioning and Heating tailors every new unit estimate to meet our clients' needs. We go over all the options with you and custom design a new system for you and your home. And of course, these consultations are always free. Schedule your free new unit estimate online at johnnies.vegas or call us at 702-JOHNNIES. That's 702-564-6697. Contractor license number 76827. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. It's the free monthly magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Hi, everybody. John the announcer here, and man, oh, man, do we have a cool show on tap. So let's bring on the host. Here is comic impressionist Rich Natoli. Hello, Rich Natoli here. Welcome to the Vegas Voice Radio Show. I'm here with John the Announcer. And we our guest right now on the line is uh, Barbara Brighton. She's a talented singer in Las Vegas. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Rich. Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing well, thank God. I'm, I'm on this side of the... Uh of the ground so i'm doing real well that's right every day above ground is a good day that's what i say that's too right. so now so tell us what you've been doing i know i see a lot of your posts you're singing all over town still and uh so anything anything uh in the last uh month that you want to talk about or what you got coming up well I, excuse me <clears throat> i've been um busy doing a lot of media and uh, that's that's a good thing. I, I don't know. People call me to do radio, TV, whatever. The live concerts uh, for me have dwindled quite a bit because I, the, people are confused. Am I a comedian? Am I a singer? And I go, I'm multi-talented. Please don't pigeonhole me. And that's the hard the hard part of me or my talent you know? yeah why do they think singers have to be serious or something that's crazy you know I, I, I don't know where people are at because uh, but maybe they don't get talent you know most of us are all reinventing who we are by the time we get to be a little older because everything changes and especially in this world it's a young world I love young talent so it's it's not hard to accept. It's just a change in in attitude and thinking if you're a performer. And that's really hard to do when you're used to doing it for 50 years. You know, you go, well, what are we going to do today? You know, yeah. everything is so media, huh? But, you know, that that's I, I've always said this, you know, for years is that, okay, the, the difference between show people and people that work regular jobs is people that work regular jobs look forward to the day when they can retire and do nothing. And people in show business look forward to the days that they can work more and be out That's there right. more. That's the difference. That's right. And you don't, you don't think like that when you're young because you just think, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. It's going to be rosy. 
and then it's not rosy, you know. Yeah, but nothing's roses. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. It, it's there's always obstacles and always. Uh, you know, it's always a roller coaster ride because life is a roller coaster ride, and you gotta, you gotta ride out the what goes up must come down, and what's down has got to go up sooner or later. So you just gotta ride them all out, you know. Well, I sort of like. For me, I I focus on the day. I go, what am I doing today? And then I usually have to go to the calendar <laughs> to remind myself what's on it. <laughs> so that never happened before. But that's the way it is here, you know. And in Las Vegas, everything changes constantly. Yeah. And that's that's a good thing, Rich, you know. Because where I came from before, I came here from Florida. Before that, Los Angeles. Before that, New York. Your journey is just is so different every every day you live. So I'm grateful that I'm here, baby. I'm grateful. No, that's right. And things turn around quick. You know, you know, I love the line. There's a line in one of the Rocky movies where he says, you know, life is not about how hard you hit. It's about how many hits can you take and keep moving forward. So yeah. it's a great line because it's so true. It's like just keep making baby steps forward no matter how many hits you take. You know, the difference between the people that get things that they want and the ones that don't are the people that get things that what they want, they just keep moving. They keep going. They get up. They keep getting up, you know? Well, you know, in Jewish, we have a saying, man plans and God laughs. <laughs> and, um, well, and I've always believed that because it's not about what we want necessarily. You can set those goals, but it doesn't mean you're destined to have what you want. No, that's right. It's like, right? you know, you yeah, know? there's there's things that are preset in your life before you were born that are going to come to fruition no matter what. And, you know, you can't do anything to mess up though that part, that sovereign will of God. You can't do anything to mess it up. If it's ordained for you, you will get it. And if it's not, you won't, you know, and that's why people think, oh, I lost that job to somebody else. Oh, they got my job. It's like, no, they didn't. They they got that job because it wasn't meant for you and you're going to have something better that's meant for you. And I think with the minute, I think when people start understanding that they're not competing with other performers or other people in the workplace and stuff, they're going to be a lot happier and more secure with themselves when they realize that you're really not competing with anyone. You're just doing the best you can do. Yeah, but, but I, I have learned that so many times be, because coming from uh, Broadway where I started, you know, you only get 16 bars to prove yourself. And you could be fabulous as a singer because that's how I started as a singer. But after you finish your 16 bars, you get a big thank you. I think, go, I think that's the, I think that's the, I think that's the thing they say at uh, at. Uh, at, at Pelican Bay Correctional Institute, too. You only got 16 <laughs> bars to prove yourself. <laughs> well, what's, but what I want to tell you. <laughs> what is that? What is that? I, I don't know what that is, Pelican Bay Oh, it's a correctional. It's a prison. <laughs> it's a prison. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a oh, prison. Oh. So, well, you know. yeah. But my, my, my point was you have all the confidence in the world and you think maybe I can get this job, but then there's 3,000 other people that feel the same way and they're yeah. all getting the same thank you and you go, well, what did I do wrong? You yeah. did nothing wrong. It was just not meant for you. Yeah. You know? 
And, and you know, a lot of the, the decision making in, in for things like that, are, a lot of it's very political and you have to, you know, mm-hmm. just yeah. keep going, keep doing it and play it like a numbers game. Well, that's right, because you really don't know what's on the other side. If it's political, you have nothing to say about it because you didn't even know about it. Right. So you just get out and, and, and try to live your life and accomplish what you want. And if it's meant for you, fabulous. Yeah. You know? Now, you hosted yeah. a podcast show for a while, right, Barbara? Well, it, I never did a podcast. I did a talk show. A talk show. I started in L.A., um, that was very odd. I did three years in L.A., the Barbara Brighton show. And that's because I was at a point where I didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, acting is really tough in L.A., even though I did a soap opera for three years called General Hospital. You're competing with a lot of people in Los Angeles. Everybody wants the same thing. They all want sitcoms, you know. So it's not easy to achieve things like that so my next goal was I, I watched Oprah at that time Oprah Phil Donahue uh, you know everybody that was on the air Sally Jesse Raphael I know I'm dating myself but I connected with what they did and I said I want to do that I know I can do that so I found a producer or he found me changed my name actually so I used to be Bobby and he said Bobby you need to be Barbara again I said okay he said you need to grow up so so I did and um, changed that to the Barbara Brighton show created a show for me and I did it for three years on cable and you know Rich like you who is a multifaceted performer and multi-talented, I found that it was the best thing I did, the most fulfilling thing I did, was to talk to people, because I, I like people. I like to find out who they are, what they did, you know, and yeah. not a resume. I'm not interested in resume. I'm interested in who they are. So that was... Um, my beginnings in the talk show area and not too many people ever ever talk about that with me and and that's all I want to do is my talk show then just to, to make it shorter I did one here it's on YouTube now called Brighton Your Night N-I-T-E so it was never a podcast it was uh, four talk shows that I did with Frankie Shinta, Kathy and Alan Glist um, Kelly and Clint Homes, they showed up. They were my first guests. God bless them. And um, Shecky Green. So for me, you know, I thought about doing a podcast, but I don't really know how to do it. I'm so used to the other medium. Does that answer your question, baby doll? Yeah, yeah, it sure does. Yeah, it sure does. I know everything's, it seems like everybody's got, everybody's getting these podcast shows and they're kind of starting them in their garage, you know. So well, I think. You know, because everybody's looking for a different way to be on the air or media-wise when you can't perform live. I think it's great, except everybody thinks they're a talk show host, which is so crazy to me, crazy. Yeah, it is crazy with that. We're talking to Barbara Brighton. She's a singer, uh, multi-talented uh, actress here in Las Vegas. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. More with Barbara Brighton and the Vegas Voice Radio Show. You're listening to The Vegas Voice, brought to you by The Vegas Voice magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Don't go away. Rich and I return right after this.
only Gentle Giants dog food Batman. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the Batman TV series. I was the caped crusader, and now I'm the canine crusader. After rescuing and feeding 15,500 dogs for 23 years, my wife and I created a natural, low-fat, heart-healthy, made-in-America dog food and special feeding and care program designed to help all dogs live amazingly longer, healthier, happier lives. Our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. Yours can too. That's twice their normal lifespan and triple for some breeds. Would you like your dog to live as long as 27 years and still be active and healthy? Gentle Giants Dog Food is complete nutrition for all dogs and puppies, all ages and sizes, and is different from other dog foods without the greasy coating and high fat content that can shorten your dog's life. Try our Gentle Giants life-enhancing dog food for the longer, healthier, happier life of your dog. Barbara Brighton, ladies and gentlemen. Can we talk here? Listen, I'm I'm trying to grow old gracefully, so I've had $100,000 worth of collagen, silicone, Botox, and Restylane. I've had a boob job, a nose job, an eye job, a tummy tuck, liposuction, and laser. Underneath all that nipping and tucking and slipping and slicing and cutting and gripping, I found Michael Jackson's first nose. We are back with the Vegas Voice Radio Show. Rich Natoli here with uh, John, the announcer, in studio. And we have on the line a uh, talented singer-actress, Barbara Brighton, who works a lot in Las Vegas and has worked all over the country. So now when you were doing Broadway, you did like, like uh, Broadway and off-Broadway things in New York, right? Yes. I didn't do off-Broadway. It was Broadway and on the road. I did a lot of companies on the road. Wow, National that's company. great. And so now when you were doing that, do you, yeah. I mean, you, you must have met a lot of like, a lot of the producers and stuff. Was it hard to get those gigs? I mean, is that a dumb question? Oh, no, no. Of course it's hard because you're in competition with so many people that are talented. And you, you have to look right. You have to be the right height, you know, and... Um, uh, the shows I did on the road were the How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, which was a Bob Fosse show. I did that in Milwaukee and Madison, Wisconsin. And you had to be a triple threat because if it's Bob Fosse, you got to dance and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. So um, I was like, it was the happiest show I ever did. I loved it. And I always got the comedy roles. You know, I walked on my big line. And that was, I ran and I'm like, no coffee. I didn't even know what I was saying, Rich. <laughs> that was, that every, it was like an office thing. So I ran and I got a lot of laughs. I thought, I guess I'm delivering this right. <laughs> so you never know. Yeah, yeah. So did they have, they had to have understudies for everybody, right? Yes. I didn't because I was just, had a, you know, not a major part, except in a lot of the shows that had major parts, but uh, not in this one. This was um, so what. So what happens if you if you have a smaller role and you yeah. get sick and they don't have an understudy for you? Then I I, I, I never had a problem. No, no, yeah. but uh, but I uh, no, I know. But let's say you did though. Would they, how would they cover it? Jeez, they'd get another member from the ensemble to do it. I guess. I guess, yeah. Because yeah. probably, they probably could learn it quickly because it wasn't probably the major yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, ne- I never did have a have a problem. I just got so excited to go to work and go on stage and have that overture. And it, it's a whole different world than variety, which what we do is variety, you know, and um, the nightclub area. That was 
another level for me because I started with the legitimate stage. Then I went to the Catskill Mountains, and then I went to like Australia and Japan. And you, you get to do a lot of different things in your life if you're lucky. And the end part of it was for me the television media, which is what I really wanted. Yeah, and so now you when you did those those things on Broadway, like did you get in anything that ran a really long time, or how long? What's the average length of a Broadway show these days, or that back then well, even? Well, the the shows I did on the road were all for three four months, you know, and then you go to another place. Um, every every show is different. So I, I can't even remember the longest, excuse me, my voice is a little hoarse there, <clears throat> the longest uh, run that I, I ever had, except maybe the World's Fair. I did that for a few months, but I was in a show called Wonder World in 1964 with Cheat Rivera and Gretchen Weiler, and it was uh, so exciting. Oh, my God, when I got chosen for that, I, I couldn't, you know, it's a funny thing. When I got chosen, I'd go, do you think they made a mistake? I, <laughs> I swear to God, Rich, I couldn't believe that somebody would take me after all those rejections. But, you know, and, but see, isn't that how it works? I mean, I don't think there's an actor or actress or singer or comedian or anybody that doesn't have all those stories about how they were rejected a million times before they got something. You, you know, you only, you, it only takes one yes and then you're in the game and uh, that's what I think people get discouraged before they get the yes, but you got to keep going. It's it's really a, a, an addictive process what we do, but I think we're born to do it. And uh, this, I, I don't think there's any choices. I, I believe in destiny, and I know that music was my destiny from a from a child i took all these tests in high school and everything came up music 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 so i was destined to be in it that's some people are destined to be married five times i was destined to be in music and showbiz yeah some people some people were meant to be elizabeth taylor married like eight times wasn't she married like eight times right. I, I mean, want to get think, there once. Think, I'm still waiting. I mean, Elizabeth Taylor, you think after number seven, <laughs> she'd say, you know, I don't think I want to do eight. <laughs> well, but, you know the funny part of it? She was gorgeous, right? Yeah. It, generally, people think they're, they're beautiful people. How could they anything go wrong in their lives? I don't understand it. Well, you know, they're, they're, we always they're, want to be beautiful. Yeah, you know, everybody has the same issues. You know, some, I, I was listening, uh, I think it was a, some counselor was talking about one time saying, you know, in relationships, everybody has the same issues, only people handle it differently. That's and, you know, yeah. yeah, and it's probably a lot of truth to that, because when you think about it, the, the same issues kind of come up in everybody's relationship, whether it's money or whether it's right. sex or whatever it is. Right. And right. it's just how people yeah. handle things, you know. And yes, you're right. You always think your life is different and you're no different than anybody else. Yeah, really? I mean, I would say I would say don't take marriage counsel advice from Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> that could run into issues. <laughs> Why is it that we pay so much attention to all these, to everybody else's life, you know, and I, I think that's ridiculous. But we're, we get... Uh, 
sensitized to Entertainment Tonight or, or Access Hollywood, at least I do. And I watch all those shows and I go, you know, well, that's not my life. I don't even care about their life. Yeah. Please don't talk about it. But that's what their show is all about. Well, it's all spin, you know, it's all PR. How can we make the celebrity look great and look like they have these perfect lives? And, you know, social media is famous for that these days, too, where everybody's posting, oh, look at these wonderful relationships these people have. But, you know, there's that side of it. And then there's the other side, which nobody knows about. And so, you know, there's a whole dark side to everybody in some capacity. And you just, you know, um, but nobody really sees the celebrity's dark side until something really implodes, like with Johnny Depp. It's, mm. it's, and it's really not our business. No. Because if they're going through painful times, they should be allowed to have them by themselves in privacy, you know. And I, I feel sorry for them. But there's a, a lot of good that social uh, networking does. It, and it, I don't know. I guess it's just progress. You know, everything started with radio, remember? And then we just listened to the radio. And then television came, and then we got, oh, my God, television. I can't live without television. It's my life. And then this is how I feel anyway. And then you go to uh, the Internet, and you, you, you want to be prolific on the Internet. So you write things, and then they're not complimentary things that you read and that hurts people so I, I don't like that at all that's the bad part of social networking if you ask me yeah Haters and that that like is that. just such a big you know it's these people that hide behind keyboards and they're posting things and you know yeah. probably 90 percent of it is not even true and but you know the problem with the internet i think is when you get young young impressionable kids that don't have life experience and they're reading and seeing this and they're thinking right. that you know that they don't their life is their life is not good and these other people's lives are great and they're, yeah. they're they don't understand that no that's not the case at all you know and that's the sad part. For yeah. me, um, if if I ever um, win, I have to use my words differently. When I get back on the media, I want to make, like you, an impact on the world. I, I believe in making the world better, whether I can talk about it or do something. I'm not sure how it will come about, but it's always been in my thoughts to make an impact for the better. And uh, that's that's how I try to live my life. How can I help somebody? You, you know, I got to be kind. You have to be kind. And that's, to and that's a good way to be. You know, that's the best way to be. That's you know, people miss the boat on that. That that we're that's what we're here for. You know, that's what we're here to do. Is it's about relationships and how you treat people and and how to be more like God. How to treat people more like God would treat them. And you know, people don't get that. They 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 miss the boat on that. But they think they're here to just make a bunch of money and and drive fancy cars and live in big houses. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with that stuff. But that's not why you're here. You know. Well, I, I think it's the wrong way to focus if you're looking. For, and people do make a lot of money or live in a big home. Listen, I don't think it's there. I think that's a very empty way to live your life. Personally, yeah. it's uh, for me. Does it work? Does well, it, it, work? it is, especially if you're if that's your primary focus. You know, which some of these people that is their their focus is just to you know to showboat and stuff. And and there's nothing wrong with having nice things, but having nice things should not be your primary focus. You know. 
look, I've lived in a big home, and I was very lonely in a big home yeah. in, in, uh, in uh, California. And I said, this isn't for me. I don't want this. It's not cozy. I'm out of here. So then I moved to another uh, facility where I was surrounded by lots of friends, lots of show people. And it was not as beautiful as the home, but um, I was happier. It's just about being, yeah, being happy and, and being content with, with your own life. And everybody's different. Everybody wants different things. So what, That's so what do you want to do now upcoming? Like, do you want to do some more singing engagements or do you want to do more acting? I mean, is there, is there theater stuff here in Las Vegas? I don't even know. Um, no, that's not my focus right now. I will tell you what I have coming up because um, I'm doing a show for the Vegas Beyond the Strip. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam Shockley and Patrick Barney. Mm-hmm. Patrick thinks I'm the funniest thing next to chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying, well, I'd like to do a singing thing for you. No, Barbara, you got to do comedy. I only see you as comedy. And I went, okay. So we put a comedy show together that I'm hosting on September 12th at his studio, which airs on Roku, and he's now on the CW Network, even though, <coughs> excuse me, it'll be 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> well, there, you know what? what? Surprisingly, people uh-huh. are up watching those things at 5.30 in the morning. God, I don't know, but I, I made a mistake one night. I was up all night, and I happened to see one of his shows, and I thought, oh, okay, because he's on the air then. Um, so I booked two comedians, my friend, um, Ed Regime from LA, who's now moved here. You might know Ed and Frankie Pace and I'm hosting and I'm going to do, uh, I want to put together a little interview and then have them do their spot, you know, and then I will do my spot, whether it'll be Joan Rivers or not. I haven't decided. Um, but that's coming up September 12th. <clears throat> excuse me, my early morning voice. John knows what I'm talking about there. <laughs> um, need a lot of hydration. Uh, so that's September 12th. And in between, you know, I'm, I'm looking to travel. I want to travel so much. I want to go back to Paris and enjoy the rest of my life, Rich, because I think it's time. Well, that's right. Your life is now, you know, you got to you got to do what you want to do and don't put things off while you're healthy and you're able to do it. Just uh, keep moving forward. Well, Barbara Brighton, thanks a lot for being on this morning and uh, we wish you much success. Check in with us and we will uh, talk with you at a later date. And thank you so much for asking. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing it. (laughs) Well, stay well, stay talented and stay persevering. God bless you. God bless you. (laughs) Bye-bye now. Thanks. Bye-bye. The Vegas Voice, brought to you by The Vegas Voice Magazine. It's the free monthly magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Don't go away. We'll have more right after this. Replacing your air conditioning and heating system is a big decision. That's why Johnny on the Spot Air Conditioning and Heating tailors every new unit estimate to meet our clients' needs. We go over all the options with you and custom design a new system for you and your home. And of course, these consultations are always free. Schedule your free new unit estimate online at johnnys.vegas or call us at 702-JOHNNYS. That's 702 702- 
564-6697. Contractor license number 76827. It's the funniest show in town. Jewman Group at the Tuscany Suites and Casino. A comedy thousands of years in the making. Wednesday to Saturday, 5.30 p.m. in the Copa Room at the Tuscany. From the Catskills to the Borscht Belt to the shimmering lights of Las Vegas. It's Jewman Group at the Tuscany. For tickets and information, log on to jewmangroup.com. That's jewmangroup.com. You're going to laugh your tuchus off. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. Call right now. 800-267-1806. 800-267-1806. 800-267-1806. That's 800-267-1806. The Vegas Voice continues. Here again, Rich Natoli. Welcome back to the Vegas Voice. I'm Rich Natoli here with John, the announcer, and we got on the line the the multi-talented comedian, songwriter, executive producer, actor, writer. Jeez, you got enough titles? John Pate is with us, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? Doing well. Enough titles, but I, I do none of them excellently i i uh, i scratch by but you know in this business we got to do whatever we can you know of course so of we're course, gonna yeah. have yeah we're gonna have some big announcements pretty soon um to make in regards to our movie faith wins the wild card of the strip which is a three-time award-winning uh movie right now and that we're not done yet and uh, so we'll, we're going to be doing a premiere of this movie that John and I co-executive produced and, uh, and I, I acted in and uh, John, the announcer, acted in. We've got uh, uh, Joel Rigetti in the movie. Um, my gosh, we got Dick Hardwick in the movie. Uh, uh, Sabrina Plaisancia is in the movie. Uh, Laura Gehring is in the movie. So we, all kinds of talent from Las Vegas is in the movie. Rich Little does a role in this movie. It's a faith-based movie, and uh, we won the Best Christian Screenplay Award for it. It will premiere, folks, in town here on October the 10th at Notoriety. So come out to Notoriety on October the 10th. The doors open at 6 p.m. The movie will play at 7 o'clock. And we'll do some photos and we'll be able to do some speaking before the movie and, and meet and greet and stuff. And the movie will premiere October 10th at Notoriety downtown. Uh, doors open at 6 p.m. And a good portion of the proceeds will go to help the homeless. The movie addresses the homeless issue, which is very, very important. So um, our goal is to help the homeless community here in Las Vegas. So please come and support this movie and come to the premiere October 10th at Notoriety. And so what you've been doing, John, besides that, full time with this movie, huh? 
Well, pretty much. It's been nonstop. Every yeah. day, you know, you get a little chore done and and everything from uh, uh, music scoring to editing to re-editing to connecting up with the people that uh, that do know what they're doing. Uh, I mean, this is something where when we started out, we, you know, we were kind of, uh, well, not kind of green. We were really green at it and, uh, and uh, we needed help along the way. And so just calling in people who know what they're doing and and being able to uh, kind of navigate our our way through this to get everything done and with the help of you know different cities i mean the the city of riverside uh, the city councilman helped us push through kind of do a fast track to get a film permit and the uh, california baptist university drew up a contract that gave us free reign to film on their campus and and uh, i mean it just everybody reached out to help and every person that we asked to help with the film said yes and that's unbelievable for people to want to be that uh, uh, that giving and that caring so uh, we we were real fortunate in that regard to get people to want to be a part of it yeah and I really want to get as many Vegas locals to come in and see this movie because it's so important and, and, the, and so many Vegas entertainers are in the movie and I want them to be supportive of that and the cause of helping the homeless issue, which is so crazy, not only in Vegas, but around the country. And these people need help. And we are going to partner with uh, Tiger Todd, who's a wonderful uh, entrepreneur who has done so much work for the homeless community here in Vegas all by himself. And he's got these programs called the Hero Schools, which uh, he puts homeless people through these programs and helps them get off the street. And he's found lots of success with that. But we need to uh, take this on a bigger scale and take it up 10 more notches to really, really get as many of these people off the streets and into these programs and being able to help themselves as possible. Yeah, it's not just, you know, it's not just giving a man a fish because you right. can certainly open a kitchen and, and feed someone, but to equip them to get out of a state that they didn't want to be in in the first place, and uh, especially people who were, you know, homeless vets who have actually served the country and have come back and for some reason or another uh, just found it hard to maintain. I mean, this... the. The state that someone is in is not the state that they're going to remain in if uh, people will, will just simply take the steps and Tiger Todd's organization gives them the ability to do that. And, and we're trying to help as much as we can with this. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think what people don't realize is, you know, when people see homeless people in the streets, a lot of them are passing judgments. You know, oh, well, that's some person that doesn't want to work. But, you know, they don't understand that. There's a different story with every one of these people. I've talked to them on the streets and a lot of them, you know, they will tell you, you know, some of them have addiction problems. Some of them are runaways, you know, that they had a bad home life situation. Uh, There's just a million different things that can go wrong. And the movie Faith Wins the Wild Card of the Strip addresses the homeless issue and it basically shows you how anyone can end up in the situation. The character in the movie, the lead character that I play is, you know, on top of his game as a performer and he loses everything and he literally becomes homeless on the streets. So it shows you that, you know, this is reality. This can happen to any of us if enough things go wrong. 
Of course, and and uh, it's I mean it it really does show you know the the life that someone is uh, or a situation that somebody is in, and also uh, it, this particular film it's a redemption story where you know it, it's not just uh, a man saying gee I can do this on my own. Well, you really can't. I mean, when uh, uh, when you're reaching for something that's much much greater than yourself and a cause that's much greater than yourself, uh, there's where the kind of the the uh, redemption part of this comes in and and uh, uh, you know uh, the the character that uh, that really impressed me in the film as well. Uh, Bruce Baum plays the character who has been homeless for quite a while, and and uh, you know you see firsthand somebody who you know they're they're not mad at the world. I mean he he has a great part and a great <laughs> attitude, and, and uh, you know he, he does a great job in this film. They're not. They're not mad at the world. There's a scene in the movie, folks, where my character is being shown the homeless camp for the first time by Bruce Baum, who plays a character called Beanie in the movie, and he's homeless. and And he shows me the camp, and, and he says, "Well, what do you think?" And I and my character says, "Well, I think it's terrible." And and then uh, Beanie says. Well, yeah, but we finally got it up to that level. <laughs> so he has a sense of humor about it, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so anyway, all, all of that to say that, you know, we hope that people will come out and support it uh, and uh, be there for it and, and just really help us with this cause and help us uh, uh, get the message out. And then when the film comes out, to, you know, be able to have links for it, to be able to find the platform so that you can tell all your friends to watch it and maybe even have a viewing party and, and uh, uh, you know, just contact different churches and different ministries to, uh, to also uh, just, just give it a screening. Yeah, again, the movie's called Faith Wins, The Wild Card of the Strip, winner of the Best Christian Screenplay Award, winner uh, of the Best Original Movie Song, and the Best uh, Original uh, Songwriter Award, which went to John Pate, who we're talking to here, and uh, Jenny Tolman, and Jenny sings, she sings the theme song so beautifully in this movie. The opening of this movie is just amazing. To While the credits roll and you see the the scenic uh, uh, scenes of, of Las Vegas, and then you hear Jenny singing so beautifully on this on this song. Uh, the song is called Faith Wins. Well, Je- Jenny is, uh, she is one of the next big, in fact, she's on, she's one of the horizon stars of, of country music right now. And uh, I, I just really, you know, it's, uh, it's incredible what she does with this particular song. Yeah, she's, she's, she's just got a great future, great, great future. Uh, we're talking to John Pate, executive producer, writer, comedian, actor. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back more with John Pate right after this. You're listening to The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. We'll have more following these brief messages. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. And you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, 
Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Now, let's return to the Vegas Voice. Here again is comic impressionist Rich Natoli. Welcome back to the Vegas Voice Radio Show. Rich Natoli here with John, the announcer, and on the line, uh, executive producer of the movie Faith Wins the Wild Card of the Strip. Uh, which w- will premiere October 10th at Notoriety downtown. We want to invite you folks to come down and uh, see the movie, and the proceeds will go to do- to the homeless uh, cause here in Las Vegas. The movie addresses this all-important issue. The movie's called Faith Wins the Wild Card of the Strip. October 10th, doors open at 6 p.m. at Notoriety Downtown. We're talking to John Pate, who is an executive producer of the movie and also an actor in the movie and wrote the screenplay uh, uh, in the movie. So it, it's, it's an all-important movie uh, that has won three different awards. And so this is exciting, John, because we're going to have a big announcement soon uh, in the next uh, day or so to... I mean, just the the fact that that uh, the doors have been opened and, and we've just been really blessed to have uh, uh, so many things fall into place and, and uh, uh, we're just really thankful for it. Uh, my particular scene in the film, I get to act uh, with uh, the amazing John, the announcer, who uh, who kind of reads me the riot act for my client, and and uh, uh, he does a great job as the judge in the, in the film, and and uh, uh, so really, I mean, I'm a, I I was really impressed with uh, with how that particular scene came off. It looked great, John. Yeah, John. Well, thank you, fellas. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and so everybody did a gr- really a wonderful job in in there, and uh, I just think I think that I think the actors surprised a lot of people in this movie. Well, yeah, and, and uh, I mean, people don't realize that it takes a long time to set up a scene and shoot a scene, and the scene itself may only last a minute or a minute and a half, but it, it might take an hour to set it up and, and uh, get everything done and shoot it from all the, the different perspectives and angles, and, and uh, uh, then once you put it together, edit those to make it look realistic and believable and you know, you, you want a marketable film. You want something that looks realistic. And I, I think we we now have that. Yeah. And uh, Joel Rigetti, who played the female pastor, who's actually a real pastor ordained uh, in real life. And she's an actress and a singer. And Joel did a wonderful job, you know, playing Pastor Emily in the movie. She did an amazing job and someone who will even tug at your heartstrings in this film because she has the, the uh, uh, kind of uh, that passion and emotion and uh, provides that empathy for the main character uh, to actually, you know, turn turn the situation around and and uh, to, to just reach inside that main character and, and change it. So, yeah, I really love the, the church scenes that I got to do with her. Oh, she did an uh, incredible job in every single scene. Yeah, it was just, it was so much fun, you know, doing those scenes. And uh, and uh, we should mention the church in Southern California that uh, so yes, graciously well, allowed us. Colton Community Church, mm-hmm. and it's a small church. Uh, it's my brother-in-law's church in California. And again, it's one of those situations where just like California Baptist University, I asked him uh, if we could come and, and shoot the church scenes there. And uh, they were not only willing, but uh, 
several of their their congregation that came out to be extras in the film and and they just wanted to serve the film any way that they could so yeah yeah and rich little who who's in the movie and he so graciously accepted uh our invitation to do a scene in the movie that was a lot of fun because when he came to the the tv studios there i mean he just wanted to be a part of it and hang out with us and and he he even stayed afterward and uh talked to the different uh co-stars and and people who were in the film and very very uh professional and uh, the scene that you guys did together, just, you know, being able to go back and reshoot that scene several times and have both of you handle it with such uh, uh, professionalism. Uh, again, I was very impressed with everything. Well, so much fun, you know, and we we uh, we just did it very naturally. And uh, Rich was great. And uh, he, uh, you know. I just, I just think that you know, the more natural scenes are, the better they are. You know. Of course, of course, exactly. And so uh, everybody did a great job uh, with everything, and uh, and and let's mention uh, Lee Lyons. Oh, Lee Lyons! I, I'm telling you that uh, Lee Lyons is the uh, the program director for uh, the theater department at California Baptist University, and played a very critical role in this film, and had uh, uh, about four powerful scenes, and uh, just really did an excellent, excellent job. He's he's been in the industry for quite some time. He worked for Sony Pictures. Uh, well, actually, he worked for several different studios in Hollywood. Uh, in their set design department and lighting department and tech department sound he knows everything there is to know the ins and outs of the business and uh, he's been on enough sets to know not only what to do but how to do it and in this particular case he played the character uh, incredibly well and there's a really really powerful scene between lee and the main character your character in the film that i think is kind of even a turning point in the film itself yeah that at that point the character is my character is is getting ready to be homeless he's pretty much pretty much lost everything and uh it's he's on the downward spiral and so uh then when he gets thrown out of the motel (laughs) that's the last straw (laughs) he's on the street and then he meets beanie (laughs) exactly yeah yeah and he meets Beanie, and they end up becoming good friends. And uh, so, and Bruce Baum was so good in that in that role. So, yeah, again, uh, October the tenth, folks. I keep reiterating that day, but October the tenth at Notoriety uh, downtown at six p.m. Uh, the doors will open, and there'll be meet and greets and photos, and and then uh, we can uh, see the movie at seven p.m. And uh, a good portion of the proceeds will go to the homeless cause uh, here in Las Vegas and uh, Tiger Todd's uh, Hero Schools. And uh, everything's going to be just really geared to, to, to help the, the homeless people through this movie. And that's our main goal. Well, and also, uh, you can share with the people, uh, even just uh, uh, anybody who comes in and buys a ticket, there is going to be a premier backdrop there you can have your photo taken there with the premiere backdrop 
uh, at the meet and greet, you're going to be able to meet uh, many of the co-stars who are going to who are in the film and take photos there as well. So it's a chance for the public to actually get a, a little taste of you know what it's like to be somewhere on a premiere night. And I don't even know you might even have a wristband for them if they. Uh, if I they think I will. I'll have that. a Faith Wins wristband to give them. And so I, I think uh, also they'll be able to take photos in front of the poster. The full length, oh, yes. the full yeah. length uh, movie poster. Yeah, I mean, th- this is just a chance for people to really feel good and uh, not only feel good about the film, but also help a great cause. Uh, and, uh, you know, just kind of mark it on your calendar, October the 10th, to be a part of this. Yeah, it's a, and it's that's a great month, isn't it? The fall coming in, all that stuff. October yes. 10th. It's yeah. not going to be so hot that you can't get out and... and uh, course we'll be in a nice cool theater anyway but uh, uh it's it's just a, it's a great event it's downtown uh, uh las vegas and, and gonna be a lot of fun a lot of fun and so now uh and john is a, you've been a stand-up for how long john pate oh my goodness now over 45 years since wow. 1977 was the first time i stepped on stage at the, the comedy store Wow. Yeah, you know, isn't the comedy store such a staple for all of us? We were all there at one point working, working shows. And yeah, and, and uh, it's, it's one of those places where it was a magical time back then. Uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, you know, when we started. In 77, there were only three networks, ABC, NBC, and CBS. And the springboard to getting on one of those network shows was at the Comedy Store in the Improv in Hollywood. And so everybody wanted to be there and be a part of it. And, and just uh, it was an exciting time. And you and I got to share in that and be able to work with people like uh, Letterman and, and Seinfeld and Leno and, and uh, all of the... And, and, uh, the great, great Tom Dreesen, who uh, helps out everybody that uh, has ever walked the face of the earth in comedy. Yeah, uh, my name is Tom Dreesen. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, and so now let's talk about you, the, the song that you wrote, uh, the Faith Wins song that you co-wrote that with Jenny, right? Yeah, and I, I just actually sat here in the living room one day and I sat down at the piano and I, I kind of plucked out the melody and, and uh, uh, my wife, Sarah, was sitting there and she said, what's that? And I said, I think it's the, the melody for a song that I wrote. And I showed her the lyrics to the song and she said, that's not bad. So I took out my phone and I just simply recorded the melody by itself along with the lyrics and I sent it to Jenny and I said you know Jenny I'm going to challenge you to do something Uh, uh, and I told her the story about how uh, uh, the Acuff Rose Company pulled Hank Williams into their office and they said if you can go into this inner office and you can write a gospel country song in an hour uh, we will give you a contract. And he came out an hour later and played for them. I saw the light, and they Acuff Rose signed him to a contract right then, and uh, the rest is history for Hank Williams. So I said, Jenny, I want you to do the same thing with the second verse of this song. I wrote the first verse. It's up to you to write the second one, and then give me something powerful. And she not only gave me a powerful second verse, but the chords and the uh, just the music 
musicianship with all the different instruments and her vocal uh, tone and inflection and everything made it the perfect song for the film. Yeah, it really is. And it's an award-winning song. And I, th- I think that song should be played on, uh, on uh, Christian uh, stations. Of course, I mean, it, 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 and it has a great message as well. It's like, you know what, even when you're down and out and all of the troubles, the, the troubled heart and, and the uh, broken spirit, and uh, through all of that, you know, uh, faith wins. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you've written other songs, too. Oh, we, the hope, you know what, and I, uh, on kind of on the heels of that, I worked with a guy in uh, uh, Nashville, and we also wrote a, another gospel quartet song, and just found out about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, that there's a gospel quartet out of Indiana that's going to record it on their next album, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah. And, and I should mention, there's another song at the end of the movie that will play, Faith Wins will play again at the end of the movie a little bit and then there's tell us about the song that old vegas is gone yes old vegas is gone is a song that i wrote with the the final surviving member of the rat pack at the time he's passed on now but frankie randall he was one of uh kind of the sinatra eight and and uh, they all uh, hung out together and uh i I wrote the lyrics for the song when I was working at the Riviera Hotel, which is now gone. And um, I, I sent it to uh, uh, Tom Dreesen, who uh, said, you know what, I've got somebody that uh, might be interested. And he called it Frankie Randall. And about two days later, I get a call from somebody I don't know in Palm Springs on my phone. And I answer the phone and it's Frankie Randall. And he said, you know, uh, yeah, I'd love to work with you on this. And so uh, he helped me compose it. And then he sang it and played the piano on it. And, uh, so that's also going to be at the very end of the film. Well, that's awesome. Well, John Pate, much success with Faith Wins, the wild card of the strip, premiering October 10th. Doors open at 6 p.m. at Notoriety, designed to help the homeless cause in Las Vegas and hopefully in the country when we're done with it. Please come out, folks. Support this movie to, to, that addresses the all-important homeless issue. It's an award-winning film. Faith Wins, The Wild Card of the Strip, October 10th, 6 p.m., Notoriety, downtown. All right, John Pate, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, guys. We will see you there. Yep. Bye-bye now. Bye. I'm John the Announcer. Thanks for listening. Visit my website at johntheannouncer.com. And speaking of websites, don't forget about the Vegas Voice. It's the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. You know, Rich and I love it when you come by to say hello. We know there's a million things you could be doing. The fact that you've chosen to spend a little time with us, well, it means more than we can say. So join us next Saturday afternoon at 4 for more of this, The Vegas Voice.